Good morning and welcome to another exciting episode of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And we are, again, as always, delighted that you have uh, uh, chosen to be with us this hour as we continue our study of the book of Revelation. Uh, I believe we're going to go, uh, we've been through chapter 15 and 16 on Tuesday, and we are starting chapter 17 today, the destruction of religious Babylon. Um, boy, uh, find some place uh, where you can be comfortable but attentive because the information that Pastor Chamberlain is going to be uh, giving you today is, um, in, in our opinion, uh, critical knowledge uh, you're going to need in light of uh, current events and what's been happening in our country uh, and around the world. So pay close attention. Uh, we know that you always do, and we pray that you'll receive a special blessing from today's teaching. Uh, Pastor, are you ready, sir? I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be. <laughs> I hate to use that cliche, but uh, yep, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think we all are, too. So take her away, sir. All right. Um, just a quick review. We've, um, we've taught about the, um, the seven seals, and we've talked about the seven trumpets. We're now towards the end of the seven vials or the seven plagues that are poured out upon the earth. And um, the verse, uh, chapter, uh, oh, um, from verse 18 of chapter 16, it says, There were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake such as not since, the, since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon, now remember, this is a key thing to, to remember, because we're going to see this in chapter 17. And, uh, so in 1619, it says, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Right. That's upon that's upon the great Babylon, and it says every island fled away, and the mountains were not found, and there fell upon a great fell upon uh, men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent, and men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague was exceeding great, and I can imagine how great it was. What did we say a talent was? Some people say it's over 100 pounds. And that's not just one hailstorm. That's all of the hailstones. So you can see what, uh, what devastation would be left on the earth. Now, let me pause for just a minute and talk about the book of the Revelation. Uh, the, the, uh, the word revelation... Is, is the key to the whole book because things are being revealed to us about the end times. Uh, 
Now, Curtis, you've, you've been a student of mine in Christian high school. You've been my son and gone to the greatest churches in America, uh, three of them, by the way, um, for different reasons, and all of them good. And, uh, and you know the scriptures quite well. Um, and so what we're talking about is things that are being revealed. And so as we enter chapter 17, there's something that's going to be revealed to us. So let's begin reading chapter 17 of the Revelation, verse 1. Let me just say, I've got to do this. Let me just say before we read it, uh, as a teacher and a preacher and, and a student of the Word of God for, oh golly, for well over 55 years now, uh, there's two questions that uh, young people have always asked of me. First one is, how, do, how can I know the will of God? And then, and then the next question is not confined to just young people, but nearly everybody asks this question of every walk of life and age and sex and everything. So um, they say, are we in the end times? And my answer always was, yeah, we are in the end times. Um, and uh, then they say, how long will they last? Well, I can answer the first question from the Bible. But I can't answer the second part of that question because I don't know that. We're not told. So here's some verses that talk about being in, in the last days or the end times. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 3 says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. And so the writer of the book of Hebrews, which we think was the Apostle Paul, and was written well before uh, 100 A.D., probably around between 60 and 80 A.D., uh, he said, in these last days. And 1 John chapter 2, 18 says, these are the last days, these are the last times. First uh, Peter chapter 4, verse 7, also refers to being in the last days. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 3, also mentions the last days, and, and all with reference to what, what's happening, uh, what was happening then, and it's happening now. And, uh, and Jude, uh, verse 18, also refers to the last times or the last days. And so we are in the last days, and they're awful. Yeah, they in, fact, are. in fact, Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, No, this in the last days, perilous times shall come. Yeah. And by the way, um, we believers are, are, in the, uh, are in the rifle sights of the world. Trust me on that. That's for sure. Okay, yeah, in the world you shall have persecution. That's what the Bible says. And so what should we do as, as believers... Um, uh, in light of, of these things. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verse 34, says, Awake, awake to righteousness. Ephesians 5, verses 11 and 16, says exactly the same thing. Awake to righteousness, for some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. 
And then John chapter 9, verse 4, I'm going to quote Jesus. He said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, for the night cometh when no man can work. And folks, it's upon us. It's upon us today. And that's what uh, Revelation chapter 17 is going to tell us. Revelation 17, verse 1, it says, There came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show thee. Now that's interesting words. I will show thee the judgment. The judgment of what? Of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. We'll talk about that whore in just a minute. Mm -hmm. But what are the many waters? That's the nations. Yep. And it says in verse 2, the great whore, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication. And the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Mm -hmm. Wow, these are strong words. <laughs> Very. So, Yeah. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sit with a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. I saw a woman. Now remember that. I saw a woman. And the woman, verse 4, and the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and there's a reason for these colors being mentioned, and we'll talk about it. And decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Do you know that the Church of Christ is called the Bride of Christ? Could he be talking about, could this angel, could he be talking about a fake church? I think so. I think he can because the beast was a fake Christ. That's right. The serpent is, is a fake God. And as we shall see in chapter 18, the false prophet is the fake Holy Spirit. Mm. It's the fake Trinity. Yep. So here's the woman. I think it's the fake church. Mm-hmm. But let's continue. Verse 5, and it says that upon her forehead was a name written. Now, in my King James Version of the Bible, these are all capital letters, bold-faced capital letters. <laughs> and here's what was written on her forehead. By the way, isn't it interesting that the mark of the beast is going to be on your forehead or in your right hand? Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. And here's what it was written. Mystery... Babylon. And it says, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. Now, why in the world would these words be written on the forehead of this whore? Because if you'll notice, the, 
let's talk, let's take about, let's take this just a little bit at a time. The word mystery in the Bible parlance is a word that means something that's been hidden in times past but is now being revealed. Mm -hmm. And so remember that, that's the first word that's written on this forehead. Now, now Colossians chapter 1 gives us kind of the definition uh, of, of the word mystery. Paul says uh, uh, in verse 24 of Colossians 1, he says, who, and that's talking to himself, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. You see that? Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. And then he says this, even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, mm. which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, mm -hmm. whom we preach, warning every man, by the way, Curtis, that's what we're trying to do. Warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Right. That's right. And so a mystery is something that is was hidden in ages past and is now made known. I'm going to give you some verses of Scripture. Uh, if you're taking notes, you may write down, here are some mysteries that occur in the Bible and are revealed therein thereof. Mark 4.11 talks the mystery of the kingdom. First mm -hmm. Corinthians 15.51 talks about the mystery of the rapture of the church. Yeah. We know about that now because it was made known in, uh, in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 and following. In Ephesians 1, verse 9, the mystery of his will. God is not willing that anybody should perish, but that all should come to repentance. In uh, 1 Timothy said, God who will have all men to be saved. That's his will. That's the mystery of it. It's made known to us. We know that now. Ephesians 6, 9, we're talking about the mystery of the gospel. And that's what Paul was talking about in Colossians chapter 1, which we just read. Uh, the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And you, if you believe that, you can be saved. If you don't, you will be lost. Yeah. In 2 Thessalonians 2.7, we hear the reference to the mystery of iniquity. And that's when the Antichrist is addressed and introduced. Yep. In, in 1 Timothy 3.16, we, we see another mystery. It's called the mystery of godliness. And then, and then Paul reveals to Timothy all of the things that relate to godliness. So if you want to know that, uh, take down these scripture references. And this is these are mysteries that have now been revealed. And now we come to another mystery that's going to be revealed. Now, it's an interesting thing. And, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm afraid. Well, I'm not afraid. 
I'm not afraid of teaching the Bible. I'm not afraid of talking, talking about the Word of God. On her forehead, Revelation 5.17, was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the great mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. So why Babylon? Well, if you remember your biblical history, the Jews were taken into Babylon for into captivity for 70 years. And while they were in captivity, they were subject to the religion of Babylon. Let me refer you to Jeremiah chapter 7. He's a, and he was a, a messenger in the Judah, and he was the one who pro- prophesied the going into captivity, and he's talking about one of the reasons why uh, the Jews went into captivity. If you'll turn with me to Revelation, excuse me, to Jeremiah chapter 7, and we'll read what it says there, and we'll we'll zero in the 17th, on the, uh, let's see, what verse do I have there? Anyway, we'll get to it, okay? He says this, the word came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Stand in the gate of the Lord's house, and proclaim there this word, and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all ye of Judah, that enter into these gates to worship the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Trust ye not in lying words, saying, Temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. Because they were profaning the temple of the Lord, Kurt. Right. And he said, for if you thoroughly amend your ways and your doings, if you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, if you oppress not the stranger and and the fatherless and the widow and shed not innocent blood in this place, neither walk after other gods to your hurt, then I will cause you to dwell in this place, in the land that I gave your fathers forever and ever. Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will you steal, murder, and commit adultery, and swear falsely, and burn incense unto Baal? Oh, dear. They were doing that? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, And walk after other gods whom you know not? And then come stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered to do all these abominations. In this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your eyes. Behold, even I have seen it, saith the Lord. Mm. Wow. But, but go ye now into my place, which was in Shiloh, where I set my name at the first, and see what I did for the wickedness of my people Israel. And now, because ye have done all these words, saith the Lord, and I spake unto you, rising up early and speaking, but ye heard not. And I called you, but you answered not. Therefore, therefore I will do unto this house, which is called by name, my name, 
uh, wherein you trust, and unto the place which I gave to you and your fathers, as I have done in Shiloh, and I will cast you out of my sight. I have cast out all your brethren, even the whole seed of Ephraim. Now that's the northern ten tribes of Israel. And therefore, pray not that thou for this people, neither lift up cry, per, uh, uh, cry nor prayer for them, neither make intercession to me, for I will not hear thee. He's telling Jeremiah, don't pray for these people. They're idolatrous. The children gather. Well, let, let's, let's go to verse 17. Seest thou not what they do in the cities of Judah, in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood. The fathers kindle the fire. And the women knead their dough to make cakes. Listen to this. To the queen of heaven. And to pour out drink offerings unto other gods. That they may provoke me to anger. Pastor, I think that was the verse you were looking for, wasn't it? Jeremiah 7.18. What was happening? Mm. What was happening with the Jewish people? God's elect nation. The children were gathering wood. The fathers were making the fires. And the women were kneading the dough. And they were baking cakes to the queen of heaven and Curtis. Nowhere in the scriptures is there ever a queen in or of heaven. Absolutely no place. Nope. Now, that's, that's and, and, and God's judgment came upon them. They went into captivity. Well, that didn't teach them a lesson, I'm afraid. Uh, and you you know this quite well. Um, that didn't teach him a lesson. Turn to uh, Ezekiel chapter 8. Now the Jews are in Babylon. Mm -hmm. And chapter 8 of the book of Ezekiel starts out this way. And it came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month, and the fifth day of the month, I sat in my house, and the elders of Judah sat before me, and the hand of the Lord God fell uh, there upon me, and I beheld the likeness of the appearance of fire from the appearance of his loins, even uh, even down, even downward fire from his loins, even upward, as the appearance of brightness. And so, and so he, he goes along and talking about um, uh, his glory. Uh, and and in verse four it says, and behold, the glory of the God of Israel was there, according to the vision which I saw in the in the plain. And so he's revealing himself. And and so what do, what do the uh, Israelites do? He said, uh, Ezekiel said, uh, said, here's what God. Then he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in the chambers of his imagery, for they say, the Lord seeth us not. Lord hath forgotten the earth. What? This is their nation, the Jewish nation, doing this. And why? Because they felt God hath forsaken them. No, God has punished them for, for baking cakes to the queen of heaven. And he said also unto me, turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations that they do. 
Then he brought me to the door of the gate of uh, the Lord's house, which was toward the north, and behold, there sat women weeping for Tammuz. Let's stop right there. Mm. The Babylonian religion, if they had any, and they did, was absolutely idolatrous. Remember Nebuchadnezzar made a great image and everybody, including the Jews in captivity, were to bow down and worship that image? That's what they were doing. That's what they were doing. But here's what they were, and that's what they had to do. And they did it. It's amazing. They were, they, they were in their house weeping for Tammuz. Now, here's the Babylonian religion. The Babylonian religion, and historians will prove this out. I'm not making this up. Was a mother-son worship. Now, here's how the here's how here's how the the uh, story goes, and it's a story. You know, it's not it's not truth, but it, it, this is how uh, they taught it. That that there was a young man named Tammuz. He went out in the woods one day and got lost, and was supposedly uh, uh, attacked and and killed, and was partially eaten by the wolves. His mother, whose name was Semiramis, went out into the woods and found him and brought him back to life and brought him back home. And ever since then, the Babylonian religion became the mother-son worship. Now, did you notice that the... The word Tammuz begins with the letter T. Isn't that interesting? Because even in the early days in Europe and even in some of the latter days of Europe, uh, the bakers had, uh, had, were baking something that they called hot cross buns. There was even a little ditty written about it. When hot cross buns, hot cross buns, one a penny, two a penny, hot cross buns. And why were they baking hot cross buns? Because the cross was the letter T. The mother-son worship had spread not only from Babylon, but that's where it started. And by the way, that's where it's going to end. The mother-son worship. And it's a fake worship. Now, let's go back. Let's go back. And I know that there are some other scriptures that you and I had talked about. But uh, time is fleeting. And so I'm going to go back to Jeremiah, excuse me, to the Revelation chapter 17. And read it again. Upon her forehead was the name written, Mystery, Babylon. And that's why Babylon is in there. Because what was going on in these end times? What will be going on in these end times? That uh, that uh, John is being showed by the angel with the with the last vial. Mystery, Babylon. And uh, and so it goes on to say, and I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and the blood of the martyrs. This. Religion, this mystery religion, this mother of harlots, 
is the world church, which is intent upon killing true believers. She was drunken with the blood of the saints. You're only a saint if you're a believer. With the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Oh, how they hated Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. The word admiration can also be translated great wonder. It wasn't that he liked it. It was that, wow, this is something fantastic. And it was. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? And here's where the mystery is being revealed. I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and the beast that carrieth her, which hath seven heads and ten horns. Isn't that interesting? The beast that thou sowest was, is not, was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And, then, and they that dwell in the earth shall wonder, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was and is not, and yet is. You see, this harlot... is going to be pointing everybody to the beast. Now, here's the interpretation. It says in verse 9, Revelation 17, And here is the mind which hath wisdom. In other words, here's the person that's going to understand what, what I'm going to tell you. The seven heads are the seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. Really? Now I'm just reading to you the word of God. Mm -hmm. The seven heads are the seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. Now, historically, and even now, there is only one city in the entire world that has ever been called the city on seven hills. You know what the name of that city is, Curtis? Yes, sir. Rome. It is Rome. Now remember, this is religious Babylon. Its headquarters apparently are in a city on seven hills. Mm -hmm. Let's continue. And there are seven kings, five are fallen, one is and the other is not yet come. When he cometh, he must continue a short space. Now, who are these seven kings? Well, um, they were the seven kings um, that existed in the first and second centuries of the Roman Empire. They were Caesars. Right. They were worshipped as gods. Now, the seventh one hasn't come yet. 
he cometh, he must continue a short space. And he will continue. He will be the Antichrist. And he will reign for three and a half years. Right. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth, and he is the seventh, and goeth into perdition. The ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. And I'll tell you what those ten kings are. These are the heads of the ten nations of the European Union. You say, well, England came out. Yeah, but they're going back in. If you read, if you read any of the news, they're they're going back in commercially. Yeah. Yeah. And so all Europe. Now, what are the nations of Europe? Oh. Let me name you a few. Can yeah. what? Can I? The UK. There's, okay. There's Italy. There's mm -hmm. Spain. Mm -hmm. There's Portugal. Mm -hmm. hmm. Those are countries in which a church organization wreaked havoc on Protestantism with the Inquisition. Yep. It is a religious organization that killed hundreds and hundreds and yea into the millions of Protestant believers in Jesus Christ and have never yet apologized for it. Now I'm going to tell you what that organization is and I will make some of you angry. I don't want to do that, but if it happens, uh, it's because you don't want to believe the truth of history as well as the truth of the Word of God. The bloodletting was the Inquisition. By the way, this didn't just happen in, in, in Portugal and Spain uh, and Italy. The, the Catholics overcame France. Okay. And I said the word, whether they like it or not. Now, Catholic friend, I've got Catholic friends. I do. I even know Catholics which I think are saved. Yep. But by and large... The main worship of the Roman Catholic Church is of Jesus and his mother, uh -oh. the Queen of Heaven. They teach that Mary hears the Catholics' prayers, and she's the one that takes them to Jesus. They teach that salvation is not complete with just Jesus Christ. It's when you say and believe the rosary, which hails Mary. Mm -hmm. And they say, Hail Mary, Mother of God. Mm -hmm. God was and always is and ever shall be and never had a mother or father. Jesus Christ had a mother name was Mary. She was a virgin. Guess what? Mary never died for your sins, for my sins, 
nor for the sins of the world. Right. Only Jesus Christ. And that's why we see the song earlier in Revelation, For Thou Art Worthy, O Lord. Mm-hmm. Not Mary. So what's happening in the world today is is a move towards a one world church. It's happening now, and it will happen. And the book of Revelation tells you it's going to happen. It's part of the mystery that's now being revealed. In America today, we have the National Council of Churches. All the denominations are headed that direction, and our members now of the National Council of Churches. That's the, I think it's that's the WCC, the, the World Council of Churches, Pastor. That's what I'm telling, going to tell you about next. And, oh, they're, okay. and they, are, they are members in the World Council of Churches where all the religions, and especially those who were once called and practiced Christianity, are now going to be members. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It's happening now, and it's happening rapidly. Mm-hmm. The only denomination that I can think of in America that is not fully given over to the National Council of Churches is independent Baptist churches and some independent Bible churches. Mm-hmm. But the Baptist churches have, have long, since the days of W.A. Criswell, Praise the Roman Catholic Church. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he was the head of the Southern Baptist Convention at the time that he did it. And I have uh, the book to tell you. So if you ever want to know more about this thing, I have a 600-page book, and and I've read it twice. And it's called The Woman Rides the Beast, and the author was Dave Hunt. And he brings out all of these things and quotes popes and bishops and so forth regarding these very things. Great book full of accurate history and uh, biblical doctrine. Exactly. Okay, let's continue. And the ten horns which which thou sawest are ten kings, European Union, which, and by the way, the ten toes of Nebuchadnezzar's image in Daniel chapter 2. Mm-hmm. They are the seven kings which have received no kingdom yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. And these have one mind. They have one thing to do. And shall give their power and strength unto the beast. We're laying our religion at your feet, Mr. Beast. And they shall make war with the Lamb. going to happen yeah here's what the bible says they shall make war with the lamb i i I can't say it any plainer um and the lamb praise the lord and the lamb shall overcome them amen for he is the lord of lords and king of kings yes and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful amen curtis you and i believe in the lord jesus christ absolutely we believe that that there is only one God. Absolutely. 
and creator of the world. Amen. We believe that God is in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and there's no mother mentioned in the Holy Trinity. Amen. So, because we believe that, we are called. And by the way, we're called to this ministry. And I'm, I'm going to say this to you for some of the things that I'm saying today. This ministry may not last a, as a podcast. We're, we're, we're still going to be doing this door to door and in churches, but we may be taken off of the, uh, off of the uh, uh, social media. So you and I are called, we are chosen, and we are faithful to it, and we're going to be faithful to it. We're going to, we're going to continue to doing this, it, no matter what happens, come hell or high water, if you pardon the expression. But they're both biblical. We're going to keep doing this, and I promise you that, um, no matter what. In fact, we're going to, we're going to keep working until Jesus comes. How's the song go, Curtis? <laughs> Great old hymn. Um, we'll work till Jesus, Jesus comes. We'll work till Jesus comes. We'll work till Jesus comes. Then we'll be gathered home. You know, we're not exactly the morbid tabernacle choir, but <laughs> like we've got about 18 minutes pastor about 18 minutes okay we'll get into maybe the first couple of verses of chapter 18 um okay and and verse 15 of chapter 17 says and he saith unto me the waters which thou sawest where the horse sitteth are the peoples the multitudes and nations and tongues they're the, they're the human world Yep. as it now exists. And the ten whores which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yep. The beast is even going to destroy the world church. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. The beast shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and she shall eat, and, and shall eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. And God hath put in their hearts to fulfill His will. Whose hearts? Mm-hmm. The heads of these nations. Yep. To, and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast, not to the great whore, by the way. Oh, yes. There will be still a religion, and the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings and the earth. And what is built on one of the hills at Rome? <laughs> the Vatican. The Vatican. So if we made you, if you're a Roman Catholic and you're listening and we made you angry, you need to read this and the other scriptures which are given to you. It's just going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, right? there there are some other there there are some other uh, some other indicators that this might be the Catholic Church too. Uh, earlier in verse four, the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, 
the primary colors of none other than the Catholic Church. Yeah. So, yeah. There, and the golden it, cup in her hand is probably the communion cup. It probably to is. Catholics, to which Catholics have no ass access. They can eat the bread, yep. but they can't drink the wine. Exactly. So there's so many yeah. clues that... So, that um, make this happened. make this a likelihood, yes. Yeah. And the woman which thou sawest at that great city, now not the great church, but that great city, which reigneth over the kings of the earth. And I was going to say, the Vatican is on one of the seven hills uh, of the city of Rome. And, and without question, religious Babylon is Rome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, so having said these things, uh, I want you to know, um, I, I'm not making things up. We've we've talked to you from the Word of God, and from what and and known and and uh, preserved history. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and things that are happening to this very day. And I'm sorry to say, I, I'm I, I used to be one to be called an evangelical, but the evangelicals are falling prey to this very same horror. Uh, I would prefer to be called a fundamentalist because the Bible says if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Uh, and the foundation is fundamental to any building, and the church is called a building in the book of Ephesians. So, But the church is gone when this thing happens. We were taken away in the rapture, and the church is never mentioned again. The bride of Christ, the building of Christ. Um, the body of Christ is never mentioned as a church ever again until Revelations chapter 22 when the church is being admonished in the light of all these things that we need to make these things made known in the churches. Right. And that's what we're trying to do, and we're going to do it as long as we can until maybe we'll be taken off of social media. Now, let's go to chapter 18 and we'll begin this study uh, and and this is it and this is leading up to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ yes. and chapter 18 it says this and after these things now I like to circle or underline uh, chronological words and so chapter 18 says after these things after we see the great whore, after we see uh, the ten horns arise, uh, uh, after they have one mind, after they make war with the Lamb, uh, and uh, and they will uh, be drunk with the blood of the saints, after, after that, after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication and the kings of the earth and committed fornication with her and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Mm. Really? Mm -hmm. The people that got rich are ticked off. 
they're ticked off now. Mm-hmm. Their, their wealth is down the tubes. Yep. And it says, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, that ye receive not her plagues, for her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Mm. Yeah. Now let's let's stop just there. The wrath of her fornication. And what do the merchants do? Oh, they wail and moan because Babylon the Great is fallen. Now, I'm only going to give you uh, some uh, some things that uh, great scholars have have assumed, but have not said that it's absolute truth. That many people who love the Word of God and have studied what it says believe that while Rome is religious Babylon. The city itself, commercial Babylon, will be New York City. Could be. Could be. The biggest seaport in the Western world. Yep. New York, New York City. Mm-hmm. Let's see, what else is in New York City? Oh, Wall Street. Mm-hmm. The commerce of the world is centered in New York City. The United hmm. Nations. The United Nations. That's exactly right, Kurt. There it is in New York City. And their job, or their their aim is by 2031 to bring the United States into a total union with all the other nations. Yep. That's what we see happening in current events today. Exactly right. Politically and commercially, um, uh, the United States is has started has started to give her wealth. You know where? Oh yeah. To the CCP, CCP to the communist China, uh-huh. which now have military bases in Canada and Mexico. There are Chinese. There are Chinese troops stationed there, even as we speak. That's right, and we're between a rock and a hard place. Indeed. Not just not just commercially, but militarily. That's that's right. This is, and some some nasty things could happen rather quickly. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to leave you there at that point. I'm going to leave you hanging. Partially because we're running out of time, and I and I want to give full time to the rest of this uh, chapter 18 of the Revelation because Revelation 19 it's reading and leading up to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ setting His feet on the earth. Mm, yeah. yeah. That now is and is being destroyed by these rascals in religious Babylon and commercial Babylon. So I want to give you full attention to that. So anyway, um, you did a pretty good job in, in singing that song, Curtis. <laughs> you, you, you really did. I was going to sing the harmony, but uh, we're, we're in different rooms here, and it was hard for me to pick up the melody. Yeah. Um, and I'll blame you for that. All right, I'll take the blame <laughs> for that. Oh, oh, 
enough, good enough. So, now, listeners, please, I want you to know this. Curtis and I are doing this not for fame, not for fortune, not for any worldly reason. Mm -mm. It's simply because we're using this platform to get the Word of God out to as many human beings as we possibly can while we still can. Yep. And the main message that we're trying to promote here is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Upon which everything is settled. Yep. And by the way, for whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen, yes. Oh, in this world, the Apostle Paul said, you'll have persecution if you're a believer. It, 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 it will come. I've, I've suffered minor persecutions, I call them that, uh, and, and false accusations already in my life in ministry. But guess what? The Lord overcomes that. Yes, amen. But only will he overcome it for you if you become his child by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, not of works, lest any man should boast. Mm -hmm. Amen. You don't have to go through all sort of religious machinations. Only believe. Right. Only believe. That's right. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, Acts 16.31 says, Acts, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. No queen of heaven is mentioned. No good works are mentioned. Uh, no, uh, no religious um, falderall is mentioned. Not even a Baptist church is mentioned. Nope. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Will you please do that today? Will you please? Let's close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word, the Bible. We thank you for the living word, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And we thank you for the promise that your words will not perish in the face of the earth. Heaven and earth may pass away, but your word will never pass away, and we thank you so much for that. Amen. We may be and not be able to preach it freely one day, we thank you for the privilege of allowing us to do it now. But we pray that those who are listening will be convicted by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and come to a saving knowledge of your precious Son, Jesus Christ. Would you do that today, please? And we'll be careful that you get the glory, not us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. Okay, another scintillating episode. Uh, the book of Revelation is amazing, is it not? The Word of God is amazing. Uh, so much we can we can learn. Uh, so much we can. So many promises that uh, the Lord has made and uh, and will keep. He 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 keeps them all, and uh, we we. Uh, if we will, believers, uh, true believers, we, we possess the promise of his coming, and that's what we look for. Uh, yeah. 
We are so glad that you've been with us today. We pray that you will join us um, coming up this coming Tuesday when we continue our studies in the book of Revelation. Um, I believe we're going to be going into chapter 18 and possibly maybe 19 uh, on Tuesday. So please be with us uh, for another hour of education on God's Word. Pastor, thank you for being with us today and, and, uh, and disseminating the Word as you do. Um, God I don't be- say lightly this, but it was my pleasure. I know that. I know that. Okay. Listen, uh, we, we want to thank everybody for joining us, and we, we ask you to join us again this coming Tuesday uh, for some more information that is uh, important, especially, especially, in these times we're going through right now. Please pray for our nation. Please pray for our president. Please, please pray for the preservation of our republic. And please, please pray for God's continued blessing and hedge of protection upon our nation. And with that, and with that, We're going to sign off for today, and we look forward to being with you again this coming Tuesday. Until then, this is the Christian Underground News Network saying goodbye until Tuesday. God bless.